Welcome to the Inspiring Coaches Show, the podcast devoted to inspiring coaches to bring their professional dreams to life by revealing the knowledge, insights, and best practices of other inspiring coaches. I'm your host, Jen Anderson, PCC, early settler of the coaching industry, lover of all things coaching, and what coaching is doing to make the world a better place. Well, hello out there. As all of you know, I love to start every podcast with some kind of a celebration. Um, And so I ask my clients, I ask my friends, I ask you to send in your celebrations because I really think it sets a tone for the coaching that we're always starting with strengths. And so what can we celebrate from your life? So today I have a celebration from Michelle, who is an experienced coach in the U.S. And Michelle says, last week, I delivered an important presentation for how our healthcare organization can ramp up to provide more internal coaching services to our employees. My proposal was well-received and I'm hopeful we'll get the green light to do more coaching within the next six months. So yeah, (laughs) so I want to invite each of you, dear listeners out there to send in a brief two to three sentence celebration from your own work as a coach in the world. Each week, I plan to share one or two of your celebrations as yet another way to inspire our listeners. So please email me with your celebration, keeping in mind the imperative for confidentiality. And you can send that in to Coach Jen, or I'm sorry, to Jennifer at coachingoutofthebox.com. So today, our guest coach is Natasha Allen, who is a PCC. And with over 14 years of professional coaching experience, Natasha's passion, purpose, and profession is teaching women entrepreneurs how to scale their businesses through sales and branding strategies. Natasha's zone of genius is helping successful and motivated women break the cycle of imposter syndrome, be comfortable with no longer playing by the rules, and start coloring outside the lines to tap into their genius. Simply put, and I love this so much and Natasha knows it, Natasha's superpower is helping women unleash their inner badass. So today, Natasha is ready to chat with me about what has most recently been inspiring her within the world of coaching, namely how post-COVID coaches are uniquely poised to help people move beyond the fast-paced hustle culture and mentality. So to get you centered on our topic, Natasha has provided us with a quote from Mel Robbins. There will always be someone who can't see your worth. Don't let it be you. So while you're pondering that bit of wisdom, we'll take a quick break to hear from our inspiring sponsor, and then we'll be right back with Natasha Allen. On behalf of all of us here at the International Coaching Group, we thank you for joining us today. Have you been thinking about becoming an ICF certified coach? Reach out to an enrollment coach and ask about our fast track to ICF credential. We would welcome the opportunity to support your coaching education journey from beginning to certification and beyond. Remember, every journey begins with a single step. So take the leap. Become an ICF certified coach. Your ACC credential is waiting for you. Welcome back. And as a quick reminder, today we're talking about how our guest, Natasha Allen, sees an opportunity for coaches to help their clients move beyond the fast-paced hustle culture and mentality. So 
Hi, Natasha. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's so good to see you. Every time I see you, I get happier. I know. And we're both wearing bright colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the first things I remember about you when we first met, we were on Zoom and you had your picture up and it had that bright yellow on it. And I went, oh yes, more of that, please. We need that in this world. And you're just such a shining example of bringing yourself, your color, your life. Thank you. Yes, I love bright colors. I love to smile. I, mm-hmm. At some point, we just have to love life because life is always going to life right? <laughs> life is always going to life. You know, I've noticed that. Yeah, I've lived for a few years now. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, we just have to go through the ebbs and flows, but we have to just maintain a sense of humor about it, you know, mm-hmm. give ourselves some grace. So, well, you know, give ourselves some grace. And the other thing about you, Natasha, is I know that it's not just you giving yourself permission to shine. You are really seeking for others to give themselves permission to shine and grant themselves that grace. And so that's one of the big reasons I really wanted to have you on here. I also admire you greatly for the work that you're doing in the world. And so I want to jump right in and I want to kind of base this first question on kind of our topic. Um, so you told me that you're envisioning a world where we're coaching people to move beyond the traditional hustle culture. And so I'm wondering if, if that's what we're moving away from, what are we moving to? Because we've got to be moving to something, not just away from something. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think we're moving towards more self-care. I think we're moving towards really taking care of ourselves mentally and emotionally. Um, you know, we all experience COVID and COVID left us in such a very raw an exposed place. Mm. And what I love about the world in general, um, but specifically the coaching arena is that, you know, people are giving themselves permission to take a step back, to cultivate happiness and joy in their life. They're finding healing, they're finding support. And most importantly, what I've noticed is that people are finding community which is huge. Mm. Yeah, I think we're moving towards that place of community, peace, healing. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I mean, you've brought up the whole, the the fact that we went through COVID, which represented huge upheavals in communities, no longer being able to gather and then people feeling guilty if they did gather when we're not supposed to gather. And just, you know, I mean, we were, it was just every kind of community too not just our social communities, but our work communities. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really an interesting thing to think about. There's this sense of kind of waking up and post COVID looking around and saying, okay, now what, right? What are we doing? And I think generationally speaking too, there's a different attitude about that hustle culture. Yes. You seeing that too? You know, the new generation, I... <laughs> When I say that, I laugh because I'm like, oh, geez. But the newer <laughs> generations, they're not, I'm Gen Z. Mm. We grew up hustle culture. We grew up, you go to school, you get the bachelor's degree, you get the master's degree, you climb to the top of the corporate ladder. And they're like, eh, my mental health matters more right now. Mm-hmm. They're taking a seat back from all of the things. And what I appreciate about this newer generation is, they are 
they practice more self-love and self-care than I think we've ever considered. Oh, oh, my generation, Natasha, does not even like that phrase, self-love. Because <laughs> what is it? What do I do, right? Like... <laughs> don't we all do that anyway? No, I guess not so much, but we really do push back against it. And you're right. I don't think the younger generations do. No, they, they embrace it. And that's what I, that's just a different level of respect. Um, they are so much more in tune with who they are, what's working, what's not working. And let me figure out how to make this better for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think of, you know, working from home. I think mm -hmm. they thought about that way before COVID. <laughs> way before they they're so innovative they've thought about ways to help give them a fulfilling life what what would fulfill me as an individual this is how my parents did it this is how my grandparents did it and so I had a bird's eye view of that that's not going to work for me mm -hmm. and that's what I appreciated because they're they're so innovative and yeah. things are changing I mean look at the economy around us um Gosh, I'm dating myself, but I can remember just having email, you know, for the first time, you know, <laughs> whereas they're just, they, they're running businesses from their cell phones and was some of the first ones to do it. Matter of fact, the video thing too, that's the thing, you know, older generations, not so comfortable with video until COVID and then we had to be, yeah. but these you know, the younger generation has really, really embraced it. Um, and so, you know, it's, I love it. I love it that it's all changing so much. Um, and it, it represents really interesting opportunities for us as coaches, as well as the coaches from that generation, which, so Gen Z, eight, what's the age range for Gen Z? I never oh came gosh, that, I have right? no idea. Not sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, shoot. Somebody out there probably does. Um, no. Okay. So I have another question for you that kind of came out from some of the things that, that you sent me um, to think about. Um, so one was thinking about our coaching community now and how it's evolving and changing and growing. Um, you acknowledge that there are now more than more coaches than ever before, um, which is, you know, I think we talked about this before the show that it's actually a great thing because it means more people are getting coached. Yes. And more coached people in the world and more coaches in the world means the world is becoming a better place because that's what we're about. Um, but you said you have both a twofold hope and vision around this. So what are you really envisioning? You know, when you think about an industry growing, sometimes we think about what's prohibiting like oh gosh it's growing there won't be any opportunities for me that's where our mind naturally goes um my hope and my vision as you said is it's really twofold um it's that people will continue to just put themselves out there get certified as a coach um you never know who is listening you never know what soul you are about to inspire right? Mm -hmm. Put yourself out there. Um, and the second thing is that most importantly, put service over ego. Mm. As coaches, you know, man, the greatest pleasure, I would say, is sharing your knowledge, impacting someone's life. Um, but when you put service above everything, 
that's when you have the ability to really change and inspire, change lives, inspire and impact lives. Um, because now you're moving with purpose. You're not moving with ego. Ego can definitely be felt, right? And so whether it's serving someone with the knowledge that you have, the wisdom that you have, with smile, with a, sh a shift in your energy, um, but put service before ego every time. And really ask yourself, be intentional and ask yourself, how can I show up in this space? How can I show up for this person, for this group? Be of service. I have a question for you and maybe a little bit of a curveball, but I'm sure you've got, you've thought about this. Um, so many times coaches find themselves delivering their coaching services to organizations and people within organizations who really have more of a culture of, of that hustle, right? Yes. That mentality and that culture. How do we reconcile that? I don't know, disparity isn't quite the word, but I think you know what I'm going for here. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting that you ask me that. That's something. Well, I know who you work with. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the biggest thing is that you, I think it starts with branding, branding yourself. Because when you brand yourself, you can step forward with confidence, energy, right? Um, you know who you are. You know what you deliver, right? So really branding yourself, knowing this is how I'm presenting myself. Um, but I think most importantly, walking in there knowing that it's okay, right? Walk in there, take up space. Wherever you're at, you belong to be in there, right? You, you belong to be there. Um, take up space, your gifts, your talents, that space needs you. And so take a step back from ego, learn how to be of service, but know that that's where you belong. Mm, and know your worth as well. I, I know that one of the things that I learned, I worked on with my coach, my mentor coach, um, long time ago was owning my talents and gifts, which you just referenced, but that's a part of being of service is knowing what your talents and gifts are, how you can be of service, but being able to stand firmly in the power of that and be able to say, you know what, I'm just really good at this, Yeah, right? yep. but it's not an ego thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I can remember, and this is, this is a while back, but people would kind of say, you're so confident. How are you so confident? And it's like, well, it's confident born of experience and really taking the time to understand, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, I'm just going to pop in and say, I'm, I'm the best at this. It's, yeah. it's yeah. not about that. So I think that's really interesting. Um, so the branding piece with, because I mean, many of our listeners are people who are really finding their niche. They're finding mm. how to be of service and how to be true to themselves. Yeah. What can you say about, I'm going to go back to that original question around the culture, the hustle culture. We may be serving people for whom they're, they're, Corporate culture is not necessarily, it's really about hustle and, and get it done. So how, how do you take that brand, translate it? So that you're serving the sponsor mm -hmm. as well as your client. How have you been able to kind of make that work? Ooh, love it. 
this is going to sound interesting. Good. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> so value proposition. Yeah. Knowing your value proposition. When you know your value proposition, you know who you service. You know your people. Your people know you. And sometimes it, it may not be in, a, in alignment. And that's okay because not every, not every opportunity is the right opportunity. But when you know your value statement or your value proposition, it allows you to do exactly what you were just saying, to just be confident. This is what I'm standing on. This is who I am. I know this is a, a hustle culture and that's okay. Let's discuss possibly a workaround. Let me show you how you can still do what you need to do as an organization, how I can help you get there. Well, right? yeah, achieve the goals, but it doesn't have to be with that culture. Exactly. And I don't have to become that. Yeah. Right? Oh, ooh, so, good point. Exactly. I don't have to because I'm standing on my value proposition. This is what I offer. This is your mm -hmm. pain point. This is how I can benefit you. Right. And mm -hmm. this is how to show up. So let's talk about collaboration. Let's talk about partnership. How can we come in partnership to this without you losing who you are and without me losing who I am? Ooh, beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a really, really good friend. I just adore her. And we were talking about um, the, the roots of coaching, right? So she, she was really first and I was like the next wave. She said, you know, in the beginning, we really were disruptors. We were disruptors. That was our, the whole point of coaching was to say, you cannot continue with business as usual. You cannot continue with life as usual. It's not working. There's gotta be change. And I just, I heard that within your answer yeah. just then. And that part of our role as coaches is to challenge that, to say, we can be successful. We can achieve our goals, but it doesn't have to mean some of the, the price tags, you know, we don't have to pay some of the prices of a hustle culture. Exactly. Right? It's, it's just something different to, to embrace. So, oh, I love that you're standing for that. Um, so we've got to, we've got to, oh my goodness, we've got to wrap up, but I want to ask you a couple more questions. So Natasha, what do you wish you'd known when you first got started as a coach 14 years ago? Oh gosh. I think it goes back to taking up space being okay with taking up space. I really, that was the biggest thing. Um, when I was, when someone suggested to me to actually go and get certified as a coach, my first thought was, wow, I can do that. <laughs> I can actually do this. What? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but it is, it's, it's taking up space. It's, I, I gave myself the permission to say, you know what, again, this room needs me. This organization needs me. There's an alignment here, right? Um, and if there's not, it won't happen. But when there is an alignment, step into that power because mm -hmm. you, you belong to be, you belong there. Um, and I am such a pro woman. I love everything, girl power, woman power, you name it. I love it. But I think also just taking this from that standpoint of women, I think as women, we house so many insecurities more than we should. And I think that every woman is capable of succeeding, walking in any room and succeeding beyond her wildest dreams. Um, but sometimes it's hard to project that genuinely, right? Mm. Because a lot of times there's that imposter syndrome. There's that, that 
that insecurity, right? But every mm-hmm. woman deep down recognizes that that fighter, that lioness, as I would usually say, that lion mm-hmm. in her. We we know that, but sometimes it's hard to translate that into the world because of fears, apprehensions. So walk into that space knowing that you belong there. Um, and that that was the biggest that was the biggest lesson that I had to learn to remove those fears, remove the apprehensions, um, because it's all internal, right? It's all mm-hmm. internal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I go back to we got to unleash that inner badass, right? <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you know, I want to add add a little bit to this conversation because you know, um, coaching really is traditionally kind of female based. Seventy five percent of coaches in the world are females. Um, and this is now a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. Yes. And I think one of the reasons we've gotten to where we've gotten to and are so successful in about this industry is because we have supported each other. There has not been that sense of competition. There's only enough for a few, right? We don't have that showing up. Um, and and I, I, I really celebrate that. I can't even find the words. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to acknowledge that. And I think it's what you just talked about. The more we lift each other up that it, and the more we call out that imposter syndrome, um, the, the stronger the industry gets and the more impact, as you've been talking about, the more impact we can have purposefully speaking. So, um, yeah. so I really, I really honor that. And I know, I know that's a part of who you are as well. So Natasha, what is your next stretch as a coach? What is my next stretch? Gosh, I would say for me, my next stretch is I really want to get into facilitation. So I really want to become a facilitator and I want to help organizations and teams um, focus on employee engagement and focus on it as a business strategy. I think it's not strategized mm-hmm. as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. People run your business. People make you money. And we have to make sure that we put our internal people first and we strategize them within every aspect of the business, not to just make you know, the bottom line, but to ensure that they are truly engaged and they feel valuable. Yeah. Ah, I can't wait to see what you create with this. Thank you, me either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one final question is how can our listeners find you if they want to connect personally with you? Wow. So I am, I, I'd say all social media. So, <laughs> um, so I would say Facebook, Instagram. So my handle is Natasha Nashe. So it's Natasha and then Nashe, N-A-S-H-E-A. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Facebook as well as Instagram with both of those handles or okay. with that same handle actually. I gotta, I gotta find you on Facebook because they finally let me back on. I got, uh, I got hacked almost two years oh. ago. They killed my account. It's gone and it, they just let me back on. So yeah, you can be within my first 100. Yeah, it was awful. Thank you very much. 14 years of spreading love and light on that platform and somebody hacks me and I get kicked off. Anyway, that is beside the point. I will be reaching out to you. Sounds good. Sounds good. Just, just know this. Now you're on and you can create better opportunities. Oh, exactly. Opportunities and impact even more lives. Right? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's it's 2.0. 
separate Jen and, and Facebook. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, thank Natasha, for, for being here today with me to inspire coaches the world over, you know, we yeah. are global. And so yeah. I know that they, they found inspiration. They're going to find unique ways to help people move beyond that hustle culture yeah. and mentality. And you're a bright shining light and representing that for us. So thank you. Thank Can you stay for just another minute? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Cause we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, then I'll be sharing with everyone else, how you can be an inspiring guest on the show, like Natasha. Um, so, so we'll be right back. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. You may be wondering why start your own coaching business? Well, one of the key benefits of starting a coaching business is that it allows you to help others succeed. You can help your clients set and achieve their goals, learn new skills, and make positive changes in their lives. This can be an extremely rewarding experience. It can help you build relationships of trust with your clients and help you feel more fulfilled in your work. Owning your own coaching business is a great way to do what you love, to be able to choose your clients and set your own rates and work where and when you want. When you start your own coaching business, you have more potential for work-life balance and you can work on your own terms. So this means that you can choose the work that you want to take on and set your own hours. You're in charge of your own business. You have control over your life and your work schedule. Another benefit of starting a coaching business is that it's often quite profitable and there's lots of demand for coaching services. This makes coaching a great business opportunity for aspiring entrepreneurs like you. Owning your own business can be a great way to ensure that you can secure your future and that you're able to take more control of your destiny. It's an empowering feeling when you're more in control and are more certain about the path you want to take in your life. It's time to put yourself in the driver's seat and take that next important step in your career journey. You've got this and we're here to help. Okay, so I promised to tell you how you can apply to be a guest. Uh, we are always looking for inspiring guest coaches. So if you're interested in joining me on the show and having a wonderful conversation like we just had, please send an email to jennifer at coachingoutofthebox.com and include your topic idea and a short blurb on how you think it will be inspiring and really inspire coaches to bring their professional dreams to life. So as we all know, inspired coaches believe in expressing gratitude and I'm certainly inspired. So thank you to our inspiring guest today, Natasha. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your brilliance. And thank you to our sponsor, the International Coaching Group, and most of all, thank you to each of you out there listening, dear coaches, for committing yourself to constantly seeking inspiration to bring your coaching dreams to life. So until next time, I'm Jen Anderson, and this is The Inspiring Coach.